incredible power and authority, he taxied and took off with such an outstanding style. We need men and women who are serious with God, men and women who will stand for God anytime, who will say, Lord, I'm going to live for you. I will not live like the world. I will not behave like the world. I will live for Jesus. I'm going to stand for the cause of Christ. I'm going to live for him. I will walk in holiness. Everybody around me is doing their own thing, but I will walk in holiness. I will take my time, come to the church and serve God. I won't just come to church and sit and wait, wait for everyone to serve me. When are you going to serve others? When are you going to join the choir? When are you going to be an usher? When are you going to be part of the protocol? When are you going to be part of the givers? Everything done in the church is just around the circle of people. Ladies and gentlemen, with Open Heavens Temple welcome and a thunderous clap, shall we receive on stage for the second time in Open Heavens Temple, God's gift to South Africa and the world, Apostle Felix Oko. Hallelujah. All right, that was for me. Please put those hands together for Jesus. I said for Jesus. If you love him, clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Thank you all for coming out tonight. And those watching us online, I believe that your life will never be the same again. Amen. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. All right. Now, before you sit down, I want us to celebrate the convener of this conference. My dear friend, Dr. Eric Hemeku. Please, can you celebrate the servant of God? Thank you, sir. Thank you. You know, anytime you are invited to a place more than once it's a great privilege and i do not take it for granted sir i truly love this man of god i told you that if you trouble him i will just come here buy him a first class ticket and take him to johannesburg and he will be there he will do he will replicate what he has done here so make sure you take care of him please one more time celebrate the servant of god hallelujah thank you sir uh, you know, this choir, this choir, mm, I, I don't want to say anything, but I thought I would keep my mouth shut, but I, uh, this choir, oh God, please celebrate our choir and the band. My goodness. You guys are, you guys are just amazing. Just amazing. All right, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful tonight. What a privilege to gather before you lord thank you father for the spirit of god that is here already thank you father for your love your mercy your compassion father we know that the lord in the midst of his people is mighty so therefore tonight we are asking to do great and mighty things in our midst lord teach us your ways that we may walk in a plain path thank you holy spirit for opening the eyes of our understanding enlightening us tonight to the end that the believer shall be saved. The ones that are saved, oh Lord, shall take a flight and the unsaved shall be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church say, Amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Praise God. I'm going to, you know, today get into uh, certain principles um, of uh, empowerment 
that we all need as the body of Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. I personally believe that, um, you know, God wants us empowered spiritually. Somebody say amen. amen. God wants you empowered relationally. Somebody say amen. amen. And God wants you empowered financially. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, uh, church, I realize that one of the greatest problems of the church today is financial empowerment. And that is the gospel truth. I've, I've said this before. If I ask how many people are sick here, maybe very few. How many people uh, are believing God for relationships? Maybe a few. But if we say how many people are believing God for finances, I promise you, you will raise your two legs and your two hands. Amen, somebody. So this issue of money, we need to conquer it. And it's amazing that money is the easiest thing to get. Oh, no, amen. amen. I feel you, I feel you. I, I know why you didn't say amen. You're like, Apostle, what do you mean by that? Money is, money is the easiest thing. For a child of God, money is the lowest thing to get. And, and it's the gospel truth. Listen to me. The truth is God wants you saved. That's spiritual empowerment. When you believe in our Lord Jesus Christ, you get saved, get born again, you know, understand the principles of the kingdom and, and, you know, and begin to enjoy the prize that all the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. That's spiritual empowerment. And then relational empowerment. God wants you to build relationships, have relationships that will be a blessing to you. Human beings, in fact, if God is going to do anything in your life, he's going to do it through people. Where is your Amen. God is going to do things in your life through people. He's not going to do, God is never going to come down from heaven and do something for you. He's going to do it through somebody else. Amen. And let me also say this. If the devil wants to mess your life up, he's going to use people. Same way. They say human beings are like a lift. How many of you have been to a tall building where there is a lift? Say human beings are like a lift. There are some that will take you up and some will bring you down. Say amen to that. And then, obviously, God wants you financially empowered. God wants you to live a financially empowered life. Many Christians are struggling. It's not the will of God for you to struggle financially. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may what? Prosper and be in even as your soul prospered. So God's will for you is to prosper. He said, I, he said, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that giveth the power to get well, that he may establish the covenant which he swore unto your fathers, even as it is until this day. So God wants you to be empowered financially. It's not okay for a child of God not to be able to pay his bills, to live in a good house, to, to enjoy the good things of life. Amen, somebody? Amen. There is no rent. They, not, not rent. I'm from a place where we use rent. You use CDs, right? There is no CDs in heaven. Amen. If you're waiting to get rich in heaven, you are wasting your time. This is the place where God wants you to be empowered financially. He wants you to do well in the area of finance. And this is the area that the church has been struggling with. And partly because we do not understand how the principles of the kingdom works. Because many of us are operating ignorantly in the kingdom of God. And you see, my people are destroyed because the devil exists. What did he say? They are destroyed for what? For lack of knowledge. Somebody say lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge. 
Church, there is a wealthy place. Somebody say a wealthy place. There is a wealthy place for God's people. There is such a place called the wealthy place. Psalm 66 and give me verse 12. Let's start from there. Psalm 66 and verse 12. And then I will, as I get into this, um, you know, God will help us. He says, thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Read the last part with me, everybody. But thou broughtest us out into what? A wealthy place. God, you will go through things. But eventually, the end is that God must bring you to a wealthy place. This is a prophetic word for the believer. That you are supposed to be in a wealthy place. So you first need to believe that there is a wealthy place for the believers. There is a wealthy place. There is a place where money is no longer your problem. It is how to spend it. And you are getting there today. In the name of Jesus Christ. I prophesy over your life. I shift you to your wealthy place. Say amen like you are serious. There's a wealthy place. And then the second thing you must know is that there is a pathway to the wealthy place. There is a way to get there. Somebody said there is a way. You know, for everything God promises you, there is a pathway to it. There is a pathway to the wealthy place. And we're going to find that out today. Because you see, church, it's one thing to know that you are supposed to be somewhere. It's another to know how to get there. Somebody say how. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 15. Let's, let's read that quickly. Ecclesiastes 10 and verse 15. Quickly. Please, quickly. So I can... Um, Alright, maybe give me this in any other version. If you have any other version. King James, let's just maybe amplified or... Do you have amplified version? Alright, just give us the amplified, please. Let's see what the amplified says. Glory to God. Alright, he said, The labor of a fool... So wearies him because he is what? What is he? Now, church, the Bible said the labor of a fool. Now, you are not supposed to be a fool if you labor. Hello? Now, it says, but the labor of a fool. That means this man labors, but he's a fool. Why? That he does not even know how. Somebody say know how. Many church people don't know how. We don't know how to get to this wealthy place. We don't. Keep going. Say so we don't know how to get to a city. Next verse. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child. And when your incompetent officials and princes feast in the morning. Next verse. He said, but blessed, prosperous, and admired are you, O land, when your king is a man of noble birth, and your princes and officials feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. He's talking about the guys who live their life by discipline. Discipline. Which largely most of us in the body are lacking. There is no discipline. We don't have financial discipline. And church, if you want to be, listen, there is no magic to being rich. I can tell you, I'm a rich man, so I can tell you how to get there. Say amen. amen. I, I, people, when, people, when people hear me say this, they say you are bragging. I'm not. I am blessed. Amen. You know, I was telling our church, I say when you see me, you know I'm blessed. It's not even a joke. 
I, I'm serious. When you see me, you know Jehovah Jireh has labored. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't hide it. God has prospered me. It is he that prospered me. Yeah. And so I want you to get there. I want you to get to a point where your problem is no longer money. Because money is the easiest. And, and really, seriously, at the stage of my life where I am now, I don't work for money anymore. Money works for me. I literally can sit in my office and the whole day money works to where I am. You know, church, let me, let me say this to you. Do you know that billions of CDs exchange hands today? In this nation, billions of CDs went from one place to another. How many came into your hands? Ask yourself that question. Do you see why we are struggling? Billions, and it's not a joke. Just go and find out how many billions of CDs went through transactions today from one place to another. How many came into your hands? And then we want to wake up tomorrow morning and begin to shout and scream. You know, unfortunately, look, church, let me, let me say this. As much as God wants you to be spiritually empowered uh, spiritual empowerment it's good but there are principles you must know otherwise the money can come now look at this Jesus in John in Matthew chapter 4 Jesus fasted for how many days how many days just drop my volume a little bit so that I don't have this echo please Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and the Bible says afterwards he was a hunger and then the tempter came. Now, in Matthew 4 and verse 8, the devil comes to Jesus and says to Jesus, take him to a high mountain and says to Jesus, all this I will give to you, the kingdoms of this world, the wealth, the riches will I give unto you if you will fall down and worship me. Now, church, so... Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights and the wealth is still in the hand of the devil. Hello? Do you understand what I'm saying? That means the fasting didn't bring the money to Jesus. That, that's why many of us, we have fasted until our stomach, we have ulcer. And yet we are broke. Because we do not understand the principles by which these things come. You have to understand the principles. Many of us pass over opportunities every day. Do you know how I define poor? Somebody say poor. Can you spell poor? P-O-O-R. You know how I define it? Passing over opportunities regularly. Amen. Passing over what? Opportunities regularly. Every day you wake up. Opportunities are in the street. Everything that will make you wealthy is around you. But you can't see it. You are not seeing it. You're not seeing the opportunities. You're not taking advantage of them. The people who you see today who are wealthy, who are living in their wealthy place, are people who took advantage of opportunities. And when you take advantage, when your opportunity comes and you mess it up, beloved, it takes a cycle for it to come back again. You must learn to take advantage of opportunities. Life does not wait to, for any man. I'm telling you, life does not wait for us. That's why you as a child of God, you need to know, first and foremost, know your father, know how he operates. For instance, God is a businessman. Hello? How many of you know God is a businessman? What did Jesus say? He said, I must go about what? 
my father's what? Business. He's a businessman. You know how I know. John 3, 16. As simple as that scripture is. For God so loved the world. What is that? Business prospect. That's a business what? Prospect. That he gave his only son. Only begotten son. Business investment. That whosoever believeth in him. The customers. The clients. Should not perish but have everlasting life. The reward. The prophet. You read that scripture every day. You think it's just for souls. God is saying I'm a businessman. When I decided to send Jesus, it was an investment. So that I would get today. You know how many people are saved? Over 3 billion people. Before Jesus came, nobody was saved. God is a business. That's why, listen to me. If you work for a company for 30 years, it's not a testimony. You need to be delivered. Can I say this, church? When God sends you to a company to work, if he allows you into a place, he's actually taking you there as a training ground for you to start your own. Say amen. God takes you to a place to work for you to do what? To learn the trade. As, because one of the things you must, must first do when, when it comes to empowerment is that you must educate your ignorance. Many of us are ignorant. I was telling one of my daughters who um, runs a company, a steel company, and she does it under this, uh, she's like a sub company under this big company that uh, is owned by white people. And, and she says to me, she turns over close to 20 million rand. And, and she says to me, you know, but dad, all this money goes to these people. I said, don't worry, you are learning the trade. I said, all you are doing is learning. Church, if God gives you a vision that you, you're going to be the greatest, uh, uh, maybe, uh, juice maker in Ghana, the first thing you need to do is go and work for a juice company and educate your ignorance. Say amen. You know where they get the fruits. You know how the machines operate. You know all those things. And then you step out of there. Say amen. That's how God, God is a God that wants you to be trained and start your own. Elijah did how many miracles? 16 miracles. But he trained a young man called who? Elisha. Elisha did how many? 32 miracles. That's how some of you that are seated here working for bosses, you'll be surprised if you start your own business, you will do two times what your boss has done. But you are sitting there, you think, I can't. I, no, this thing is done by faith. By faith. You must step out. Christians are not stepping out. No, listen to me. I preached yesterday. Yesterday was empowerment. Anointing. I release anointing upon you. The spirit of excellence. The spirit of wisdom. You have it now. But I need to teach you principles that will take you there so that you stop struggling. You stop struggling financially. Money is the easiest thing to get. I still say it and it sounds like a joke. Money is the easiest thing to get. But the children of God, we don't have the know-how. We don't have the wisdom. We don't know the pathway to where we are going. So many of us live our lives and we struggle through life. And it's not the will of God. Let me tell you, church, the last day's church is Jesus is coming for a church without spot nor wrinkles. And part of that spot nor wrinkles is that we should be financially blessed. It's not a curse to be financially blessed. 
You know, today when we see people who are rich in church, we say they have done something wrong. God can prosper you. It's the truth. You have to believe it first. Many of us don't even believe that God can prosper us. That God can do something for me and you to become prosperous. He wants you to be prosperous. God does not want you to struggle through life. It's not his plan. It's not his will. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Are you sure you are saying a loud amen? amen? Church, I want us to go into some certain principles that uh, will shift your mindset. You know, the Bible says, Paul speaking, he said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He said, but be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and, and perfect will of God. So, God wants your mind renewed. Until your mind is renewed, you cannot be transformed. Somebody say amen to that. Alright, now, God blesses primarily through the work of our hands. Somebody say the work of our hands. Now, you cannot, be, you cannot be talking about prosperity if you are doing nothing. Okay? Uh, you know, because there are so many people who sit down and do nothing and expect to prosper. No. God is not a magician. I say God is not a magician. He blesses primarily through the work of our hands. Give me Deuteronomy 28 and verse 12. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 12, quickly. Um, if you can find this in the NIV, I, I would really appreciate it. NIV version. You have the new international version. All right. The Lord will open the heavens and the storehouse of his bounty to send rain on your land in a season. Okay. And to bless all the work of your hands. And you will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow from none. So God, the Bible says, will bless the what? What does God bless? He doesn't bless you. He blesses the work of your hands. So if you have no work of hands, don't expect the blessing of God. When God wants to prosper you or favor you, he favors the work of your hands. So whatever you are doing is what God adds his favor to. And the church say, Amen to that. Psalm 90 and verse 17. Quickly, Psalm 90 and verse 17. Give that to me quickly. Psalm 90 and verse 17. Can be the same NIV. He says, may the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands. So what does the favor of God do? It establishes what? The work of your hands. It establishes the work of your hands. That's what God, when God adds his favor on your life, the favor is on the work of your hands. So that's why you must have something to do. Money comes through rendering, either selling goods or rendering services. Selling goods or rendering services. So you must have something you are doing. That's why many people, many lazy Christians sit down and complain all through their lives. You have to render services. You have to produce something manufacture something ideas and concept we prayed for it yesterday you believe god and you've received it why don't you begin to think what can i do to make money sit down and think many christians don't know how to think there were days in my life when i used to switch off light and i would sit up the whole night thinking i'm a thinker there is no problem i get into that i don't think my way out 
God is in heaven. Listen, let me tell you something. You know, I know we sing that God is a miracle worker. But truly, yes, that song is true. But the truth is, you are the miracle worker. Hey, you, you're not. <laughs> let me say that again. You are the miracle worker. If you don't work it, God ain't going to do anything. I'm telling you. If I call out somebody who's, is there anyone here who's, who has any pain, any kind of pain in your body right now? Is there anyone? Anyone? You have any pain in your body? Okay. Uh, all right. Come. Let me use you. Come. Let me find out what, what, come, come quickly, quickly. Okay. Where is the pain? On your what? Your wrist. Okay. Give way, which one? This one. Father, in the name of Jesus, I command this pain. Go! Now! In Jesus' name. Be healed right now. Amen. Alright, check your hands. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. Do you see how simple that is? You can go back to your seat. She's surprised. I'm okay. <laughs> Hello. That's what God wants us to do. She, was, she had pain. Just a minute ago. Now she doesn't have it. You are the miracle worker. Listen, what I just did now, you can do in your business. Ah, you don't believe. I'm talking to people who don't believe me. Oh my God. Church, you are the miracle worker. <laughs> Some of you are surprised. Church of God, God wants us to be prosperous. Now, let me also say this. Money is a bad master, but a good servant. Money is a bad master. Never make money your master. Um, how do you make money your master? When you want to achieve or get money by any means. Somebody say by any means. You can't just get money by any means. You can't sell drugs as a Christian. Say amen. amen. You can't do 419. Do you have 419 here? Oh, he's here. Ah, Nigerians have, have visited you. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, it's a pity. You're very close to Nigeria. Amen. I don't know how, whether you guys manufactured your own or you, it was imported. But, but you can't do 419 as a child of God. You can't do internet fraud. Ah, no amen. amen. Don't make me pull scripture on you now. Okay. You, you have provoked me now. I am very angry with you. Give me Jeremiah 17, 11. Let, let's read, we're just going to read scriptures. Jeremiah 17, 11. Give me all the scriptures. Just give me NIV or passion or whatever. Yeah. All right. Like the partridge that hatches eggs and it, that hatches eggs it did not lay are those who gain riches by unjust means. When their lives are half gone, their riches will what? And in the end, they will what? Prove to be fools. He says the guy who gets money by crook, by crooking somebody else, he says he will get it and in the same way, when his life is half gone, he will lose it and in the end he will be a fool. 
Anybody that tells you you can make money anyway is, is wrong. Listen, we are under grace. We are not supposed to live anyhow. Amen, somebody. Grace is not a license to live anyhow. Grace is not a license to be a crook. Say amen, somebody. Proverbs 20, 17. Let's just read Bible. And then you will see what I'm talking about. Proverbs 20, verse 17. Food gained by fraud tastes sweet. But one, one ends up with a mouthful of what? How many of you know your... I saw gravel outside. <laughs> when we were coming in, I saw gravel outside. The Bible says if you make money by... It says if you make money by fraud... What will happen? That money will turn gravel in your mouth. Say amen. amen. Are you reading Bible with me? Yes. Let's read the next one. Proverbs 20 verse 17. Somebody must be delivered here today. If you are doing internet fraud, today is your last day. You are delivered in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 20 verse 17. Give it to me quickly. Is, is that where, the one we just read? Alright, give me uh, Proverbs 13 11. Proverbs 13, verse 11, quickly. Proverbs 13 and verse 11. Write all this scripture down and you can go and, and study them. He said, dishonest money dwindles away. But whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. Do you see why many people can't make especially? Let Phyllis, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Do you know the average black man can't make money grow? It's a shame. It's a shame. The average black man can't make money grow. Why? Because we really don't make them in the right way. We don't make them in the right way. It says, in the, he cannot make the money. If you gather it little by little, you will make it grow. Because God will give you the wisdom to grow the money. God will give you the wisdom. This get rich quick. Please don't get involved in it. You will pierce yourself with many sorrows. I am talking to you from my apostolic office. I want to correct something in Ghana before I leave. I know I made some of you, maybe all of you here are holy. Maybe all of you here are doing right. But there may be somebody on the internet that is watching us. That needs to stop what they are doing. Can I hear an amen? amen. Church, making money anyhow is not our portion. There is a right way to make money. There is a right way before God to make money. You want to make your money and enjoy it and sleep well. Say amen. amen. I don't even understand. I mean, Africa is the only place where people are killed for rituals. Can you imagine? Do you, listen church, do, the most valuable thing to God on the earth today is human beings. And yet Africans, the least valuable thing on earth is human beings. When you take a woman, I mean, cut off the breast, cut off private part to make money. You are a fool. Because you don't understand. You are killing the most priceless thing to God. Amen, somebody? Amen. The most priceless thing. Africans don't value lives. I can tell you. I'm an African, so I'm not insulting you. We don't value human beings. I mean... You, you, you have, in, in, I mean, I look at Accra now as Accra is. I mean, I went through some roads. I'm like, God, what is wrong with African government? 
Well, fortunately for me, I live in a country where all the roads are tarred. So for me, just driving on the road and bouncing, you bounce, you bounce. Man, I'm like, Lord Jesus, what is going on in Africa? Oh my God. You know, my daughter is here. She's from South Africa. Okay, she's a member of our church that moved to Ghana. Now, please put your hands together for her. She works here now. Now, church, when I married my wife, she calls me African. I say, what are you? She said, no, you people are Africans. I'm like, they say South Africa. They say there is Africa and there is South Africa. I'm like, where did you guys get that from? Amen. But the truth is, we don't value people. We don't value, if you check Ghana now, I mean, you can have accident, nobody, you just wait, the ambulance may not, there may not even be ambulance. They will tell you, accident happen every day, ambulance, no petrol. I mean, my younger brother had an accident in Nigeria. They were operating, he broke his, all the bones in his body because every, in fact, I don't think anybody survived but him in the car. But him that survived, every bone in his body was broken. So they rushed him to hospital for operation. My younger brother, one of my younger brother called me. He says, our brother is in, in a very bad shape. Send money, blah, 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 blah. So we said, okay, the operation is going on. Then they took light. The hospital where they're doing the operation said there is no petrol in the generator. I said, no, father, father, Abba. Mercy, Lord. No petrol in the generator. In Africa. You have accident in our city. They fly helicopter to pick you up. On the road. Pick you up by helicopter. God help us. No value for human beings. May you value people. Oh. Listen to me church. Human beings are important. Human beings my life is a bundle. In fact, I'm, I'm blessed because of the people around me. God has helped me to raise men. Today, I, I earn salary from companies that I don't know where they are. Someone will just come and say, Dad, I'll be paying you salary. Just be a director in my company. That's it. That's it. Which many of you will do after this conference. Your, your spiritual father here must be a director in your company and get a share, get a percentage. I'm telling you, that's how to connect to the anointing. Connect to the anointing. Church of God, it says, uh, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who had pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. You know, when we quote that scripture, we think it's the prosperity of people that serve God. It's the prosperity of God's servants. So anyone that prospers God's servant to preach the gospel, God will prosper you. When you prosper his servant, we, this gospel must be preached. We have to preach it all over the world. Amen, somebody? Amen. All over the world. When I go to places, I mean... Not long ago, I was in Canada to preach. And as I was preaching, I made an altar call. And people came out to give their life to Christ. And as they came out, 
you know, people came out, lined up. And then all of a sudden, a gentleman on the second row stood up. And as he walked to the front, everybody started shouting. I mean, there was a great shout and rejoicing in the church. I'm like, ah, what is going on here? So anyway, I led everybody to Christ and we departed and we went to the pastor's office. I said, man of God, um, when I was making altar call, there was a young man that stood up and he gave his life to Christ. He said, listen, that guy is the biggest drug baron in Montreal, Canada. He said he has been in this church for five years. He gives, he does everything, but he's not saved. Now, he took a young boy from Africa to come to Canada to get him saved. His pastor has been preaching to him for five years. Now, I had to, I don't know what I have, what I said, but he met his match. <laughs> oh, you don't understand. You will meet your match today. <laughs> Amen, somebody. He met it because there's a... You see, the guy, for him, Mammon, Mammon had a grip on him. Mammon. Somebody say Mammon. The spirit behind money had a grip. Now, an authority came that has messed up Mammon. And he lost him immediately. And he gave his life to Christ. Amen, somebody. Church, let me tell you. God wants you to prosper. Because this gospel... He said, my seat is true prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. Amen. My cities. This gospel is only going to spread through prosperity. Unfortunately, we think that when we talk about prosperity, we're talking about greed and talking about, you know, all the mundane things of this earth. Those are the least things. The least things. The clothes, those are small things. Those are things that people, people who have money don't even value. Amen. It's amazing that the richest people in the world don't even wear I mean, the other time, I think it was two years or three years ago, Mark Zuckerberg was in Nigeria. And he, I saw him, he looked like, if you calculate what that guy was wearing, maybe he's about, he's about 10 CDs. Hey, the guy doesn't care about dressing. Amen. But a billionaire. So, something needs to awake in us. Hallelujah. As God's people. Something needs to awake in us, especially in this area of prosperity. I mean, for instance, this is a conference. Five people should stand up here and say, we will pay for this conference. That's who understands the gospel. You can't have a conference like this where men of God, do you know, it's expensive to bring me here. Hello? I won't lie to you. It's expensive oh, to bring a man of God like me. Hello? It's costly. I'm in a hotel where, in fact, man of God, the hotel is not even a hotel, it's a house. I'm, where they put me, I looked at the whole place. I, was, I, I said, man, this is something else. Please put your hands together for this man of God. Man. That's why when we come to a place like this, we pour out our heart. Because we have been treated well. We release what we have. Such as I have, give I unto thee. Before I leave here, you must receive that anointing. The anointing that attracts well to a man is coming on your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. You have to receive it. So, church, we, this is what I'm talking about. You need to, you must have in your mindset, this is kingdom for me. I'm blessed. God has prospered me. 
And so, I will go to my men of God. You don't have to wait. Many church people, they wait for us to call pledges and, you know, call those things. Those are mo- that means you don't understand yet. When you understand, you say, men of God, there is a conference. How much is the cost? He tells you maybe it's 10,000 or 15,000 CDs. You say, okay, um, I can do five. I can do ten. And you pay off the bill. Without anybody knowing, I'm in church. This is how, that's the kind of heart God is looking for. I'm telling you, partner with the anointing. Partner with the anointing. I'm saying this now, some of you are looking at me like I'm crazy. But this is the fact. Amen, somebody? I told you yesterday, Jesus used somebody's boat. And he said to him, now, the same place where you fished and caught nothing, go back there. That's it. The moment you partner with the anointing, that's it. Something is released. And everywhere they have said no to you, they will say yes. The people that have rejected you will call you back. Favor will be released in your direction. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Church, that's how it works. Amen. So we need to understand the principles of money. Now, I, I want to... I don't have time. Maybe I will... I'll try and I'm just trying to rush all this so I can I see where we can get to today. How much time do I still have? Okay, all right. Is that is that my time? Oh my goodness, I have a lot of time. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Are you guys sure? Oh, really? Ah, praise God. Oh, I'll keep you here the whole night. I'm joking, man. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, church, um, when you, as you are here today, for some of you who say, Apostle, I want to start a business. How do I go about it? How do I, what do I do? I told you, number one, you should educate your ignorance. Somebody say amen. Amen. Go and learn about the trade. Before you get into any business, don't just go into it ignorantly. Learn the trade, know what to do, and, and after that, once you've perfected it, you can now start, okay? The second thing you must do is take calculated risk. Amen? Take calculated risk. Do your due diligence and take calculated risk. Listen to me. For you to start any business, you have to take risk. Some of you like comfort zone. Comfort zone does not make you rich. You have to take what? Calculated risk. Peter was in the boat with Jesus. Uh, sorry, was in the boat with other disciples. Jesus is walking to them at night. And they thought he was a ghost. Jesus said, it is I. Don't be afraid. Peter said, if it be you, bid me to what? To come. And what did Peter do? Jesus said, come. Peter ste- if Jesus said, come, he stayed in the boat. He won't walk on water. He stepped out of the boat and walked on water. So you have to take steps. But take calculated steps. Amen. Be wise in your calculation. Don't get involved in all these invest money, uh, invest 1,000 CDs by tomorrow you'll get 2,000. Those things are, they are schemes. They will scheme you of your money. Say amen. amen. You have to take calculated risk. Number three, remove employee mindset from you. Somebody say amen. amen. You have to remove employee mindset. Please get, you know, Church, I know, yes, we can be employed for a season, but don't stay as an... No, no employer 
will pay you a salary that will make you a billionaire. Can I hear an amen? amen? No employer. I'm telling you, I'm an employer. No employer will pay you a salary that will make you a billionaire. The salary they pay you is just to keep you coming back. Say amen. amen. They just keep pay you salary so you can keep coming back the next day, the next day. And after many years, you realize that you have just... So that's why I'm saying to you that if you are employed, walk your way to starting something on the side. Walk your way to starting your business. Don't be lazy. Church of God, you have to... You, this is true. I, listen, I've worked, I've earned a salary, but I didn't stay there. I left from there. I used to work for a property company. Before I started Kengo Properties, I worked for a comp property company for three and a half years. And then I started my own business. That I've sold so many properties all over Africa. Amen, somebody. Amen. So church, I'm saying to you that you need to, you, you have to get employee mindset off of your head. Many Christians don't think about it. We're just comfortable where we are. Church, you can't be comfortable earning salary all the rest of your life. Amen, somebody. It don't, see, for me, I, maybe I'm too ambitious, but I just don't believe that a child of God. If you look at the covenants that we are under, God of Abraham, keep going. Isaac, and keep going. And Jacob. Now, look at Abraham. Was Abraham employed? He was a businessman. Abraham was rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. God had blessed him at old age. The Bible says Abraham was stricken in years, and the Lord had blessed him in everything. Say amen. amen. Isaac, was Isaac employed? So these are the covenant you mentioned. Remember, what did God say? In Deuteronomy 8, 18. I am, he said, do not forget the Lord your God, for it is he that giveth you power to get wealth, that he may establish the covenant which is what to who? To your fathers, even as it is until this day. So who are your fathers? Abraham, Isaac, and who else? Now let's look. Isaac was never employed. Isaac ran his own business. Now, let's look at Jacob. Jacob decided to be employed under Laban. What did Laban do? Swindle his salary how many times? Ten times. Until he had enough sense to remember. Ah, the covenant. And he changed his mind. He said, Laban, from today, don't pay me any salary. Let's cut a deal. Take all the sheep that is fully, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, and then I would take all the speckled sheep. Laban looked at it and said, wow, this guy is an idiot. He's not clever. But little did he know that God has given him a supernatural wisdom. Church of God, we prayed for wisdom yesterday. God gave it to you. So, and then he now went with that wisdom. Took a poplar tree, striped it. And placed it where in the trough where the animals go drink water. And the Bible says as they mated, they gave birth to speckled and wrinkled. And that's how he swept all the glory of labor out. Church, be business minded. Be business minded. If this is all I came to do, you need to wake up to business. Your man of God needs some billionaires in this church. He needs some millionaires in this church. We need men and women who, when the gospel needs to... I mean, church, there's so much to do when it comes to the gospel. There's so much to do. Ghana needs to be saved. Amen, somebody? Amen. We need money for this gospel. 
There is no way. Man of God, you didn't go buy the speaker and you got to the shop. You say, Rabba, Shadabra, Ambra, Gagagagagaga. I want a speaker. They will arrest man of God and put him in jail. Amen. He had to pay money. Somebody say money. All right. Let's keep going. I want us to run quick. You need to develop money management skill. Money management skill. Some of us don't know how to manage money. Some of us don't know how to manage money. Oh boy. I, I, I can stay here the whole night. This one is, is very, very critical for me. I mean, I, I know that a lot of people, you know, um, think that rich people just got rich. No. Some of them saved their way into riches. We don't, some, many of I mean, there are so many of us here. If God gives you one million CDs today, it will finish by the end of, before the end of this month, it will be finished. You can't save money. Your, your body is running to a cram more every second. No, 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 no. You can't be rich like that. Amen, somebody. You cannot be rich like that. Somebody shout, Amen. You must learn money management skill. Learn to save. I'm a saver. I'm a saver. I dress very well. People buy them for me. Because I've reached that stage where I've blessed. I've been a blessing to a lot of millionaires. So they, can take, they take me shopping. I was in New York three weeks ago. And as I was, I, no, I was in Naples. I was in Florida to preach. I finished preaching. I flew to New York to take my flight back to South Africa. As I was in New York, one of my sons called me and said, Dad, I see you are in America. I say, yes. He says, send me any account. All your shopping is, is for me. Kai. I say, this boy is in trouble. Kabashayada. Hallelujah. Man. And I wear expensive things. I, I did justice to that money. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Praise God. You know, but you must learn money management skill. Give, let, let's, let's just look at scripture. Give me... Um, uh, Proverbs chapter 21 and verses 20. Proverbs, if you have the New Living Translation, I would appreciate that. If you have the New Living Translation, Proverbs 20, 21 verse 20. Proverbs 21 and verse 20. Is it on the screen? All right. Everybody read one, two, go. The wise have wealth and luxury. But fools spend whatever they, fools spend everything they get. I used to, when I got into South Africa 21 years ago, um, I mean, I, I couldn't get employed because I'm a mechanical engineer by profession. I tried looking for jobs. Most of the companies I went for interviews said to me that, look, engineers are paid very well in South Africa. So they told me that the kind of job I'm looking for and the salaries, they can't give it to a foreigner. At that time, I went for many interviews. And um, so I couldn't get the job. So I started, for me to survive, I didn't want to sell drugs like many others, my fellow Nigerian brothers were doing, doing 419. No, I'm bigger than that. So I started a public phone in the street just to make small money to survive. That's how I started in South Africa. I met my wife by the public phone. I married her in the public phone. Say amen. amen. You see, for some of you ladies who are looking for ready-made, sometimes just listen to God. You write a list. Lord, the husband I want, he must have square shoulder. He must have six-pack. He must have... 
He must have Mercedes Benz. He must have. What is wrong with you? Look at yourself. You, you don't even have six pack. <laughs> man. Oh, you ladies, man. What is your challenge? The kind of thing you are asking for. Listen to me. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Apostle, calm down, calm down. Ladies, <laughs> let me talk to you. The kind of man you are looking for, are you the kind of woman that man is looking for? Okay, you won't answer. I know. <laughs> Amen. Are you the kind of man? Church, listen to me. It's important for you and me to understand money management. You have to learn to manage money. Learn to manage money. The Bible talks about you go to the ant, you sluggard. He said, the ant who had the understanding of times, what do they do? They go in summer and gather their food against winter. You remember the principle of Joseph and Pharaoh? How many of you remember that? Okay. Um, you remember the seven-fatted cow that ate up this? I preached about that yesterday. But what was the interpretation? There is going to be seven years of famine and seven years of plenty. So Joseph recommended to Pharaoh that in the seven years of plenty, what do you do? Gather and save some. Somebody say save some. Because a day is coming when you will need your savings. Listen to me. I'm a saver. Every money that gets into my hand, I literally don't spend anything. I just pay my tithe and I keep. That's how I operate. I'm a saver. I'm telling you. I sold a house for a guy in South Africa many years ago. And as soon as I saw, he was a Nigerian brother that was in fraud. So I didn't know what he does. He just called me and said, sell my house for me. So I sold the house for 1.8 million rand. So after selling the house, next thing, police picked him up and he did some fraud. They caught up with him and they locked him in jail for almost two years. So when the property was about to be registered now, they wanted him to, now they called him, which, where do we pay the money to? He said, pay it to my agent, which is me. So they paid me the 1.8 million. So he, two years later, he comes out of jail and he calls me. He says, hey, I'm out. They've released me. I said, okay. He said, where are you? I said, I'm, I'm around. He said, can I meet you in the bank? So I met him at a bank called First National Bank and I drew 100,000 and gave it to him. Now, the last day I gave him the last money out of the 1.8 million, he was in my car. He sat down with me. He said, my brother, I didn't know men like you still exist. He said, me, if I was the one, somebody left 1.8 million in two years, that money will enter voicemail. <laughs> you know, somebody say financial management. You must learn to manage money. Manage money. Don't be, don't be scandalous in nature. Keep money. I have made money because I keep keeping money. Uh, a couple in our church, I, I sold a house to them. How did I get that house? The owner of the house borrowed money from the bank to buy the house, and they were about to repossess the house. So he called, when, when the bank was about to auction the house, he now called me and said, what can he do? Can, can I help? Can I rescue? I said, yeah, I can come to your rescue. So he owes the bank 230000 Now, at this point, the house is valued at six hundred k So I said to him, if the bank repossessed the house, you will lose everything. 
I said, okay, can I pay? Now, I have 230000 that I have saved. I said, can I pay off the house? And then we sell it and we split the profit. Now, church, if I sold the house, I would get a commission of 8%, which is probably about forty or 50000 Okay? But now, me and him are splitting profit. So I paid the two thirty to the bank. They stopped the auction. And I sold the house for five eighty. And then we made two hundred and how much? Or two hundred and fifty thousand. Then I took the two hundred and fifty thousand, divided it. I gave him one twenty five. I took one twenty five instead of forty thousand. Why? I had savings. I had savings. Some of you can't keep money. Your, once they pay you salary, your, that, that devil is. You know, the devil waits in Accra Mall. He's calling you. Calling you. you know, he just go to Accra Mall. He say, Akwaba, Akwaba, Akwaba. <laughs> oh, man. I love that Akwaba, man. I tell you. <laughs> Praise God, somebody. Amen. You must learn money management skill. Praise the Lord. The next thing you must learn is time management. Somebody say time management. Time is money, they say. Don't waste time. Time is money. Amen. Africans know how to squander time in the name of the Lord. I don't know why they do that. You know, in South Africa, there is a place where I used to stay called La Rochelle. So there is uh, this group of black people. They just go sit down with maybe the plumbers, the the whatever artisans, you know, and then they just lie there like lizards, waiting for somebody to come and collect them to work. That's a waste of time. Amen. Somebody, Amen. don't don't wait. Don't don't put your life in somebody's hands. Make things happen. They say if Mohammed doesn't go to the mountain, what does Mount Mountain do? He goes to Mohammed. Amen. You must learn to manage time. Africans squander time for money. Now, church, look at this. Uh, you see, uh, uh, somebody will say, I want to save money. What's the farthest distance, maybe Accra to another city in, in Kumasi? How many hours flight? 35 minutes. 45 minutes, okay? So, a poor man will get up and say, you know what? Ah, flight, okay, flight to Kumasi is how much? 600 CDs. All right. And then a bus to Kumasi is how much? 60 CDs. So now, this is what many of us sitting here will do. I'm going to Kumasi. Flight is 600. Uh, bus is 60. If I take bus, I would save time. But you see, that's, how, that's poor man's mentality. Now, if that is your level, it's okay. If that's your level. If you can afford the flight. But if you, can, if you can afford the flight. Now, the guy that goes to Kumasi by road, how many hours? Four hours. Five hours. The one that went on flight goes 45 minutes, have a meeting for an hour, fly back. The guy that left for Kumasi is still on the road. <laughs> Am I communicating? That's how we have wasted time. They say time is money. 
Africans don't value time. We have even developed African time. Very demonic. African time is demonic time. You have, a, you know Mandela. If you have appointment with Mandela, if you are, if you are three minutes late, the meeting is cancelled. Principled man. You can't have appointment with him. You, you book appointment to see your pastor. You come 30 minutes late. Who are you? You need to be beaten up. Somebody like me, my, my one hour is precious. I mean, I stand to speak in meetings. Government meetings. Meetings where they give me a lot of money for one hour. And then you keep me in my office waiting for you for one hour. You, 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 you have drank whiskey. Amen, somebody. Time management. Somebody say time management. Must manage time. These are principles that we have squandered. And that's why many a time our businesses are not growing. Our life is not going forward. We can't manage our time. The average person sitting here does not know how to manage their time. You should wake up in the morning and have a time to spend with God. First thing. Amen, somebody. Don't wake up in the morning and head for social media. First thing, spend time with God. Pray. Take care of your day spiritually. Can I hear an amen? amen? Take care of your day because that's important. The moment you finish praying, all the forces of heaven are released to go at work for you. So if you are going for a meeting at one of the banks for a deal, by the time you finish prayer, the angels have gone to the boardroom to wait. But when you don't do that, you are going there, you just wear suit. The only thing that you have going for you is your looks. Satan will mess you up. Because that's where he functions. In the realm of the natural. Amen. The Bible says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. For we look not at the things that are what? Seen. For the things that are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Take care of things that are not seen. I'm telling you, everything will begin to line up. Believe me. When I was, I was running uh, my business, the property business, um, because now I've handed it over to my younger brother. When I was running it, you know, um, there was a time where one guy in the city of Johannesburg held on to a fire that, of one of the properties I sold. So, I mean, I've talked to this guy. I've sent people to him. He just hates me because I'm Nigerian. So, one day I woke up in the night. Bahazugaba. I, I began to blast in tongues. I prayed like never before. Beloved, I woke up in the, I, in the morning, I dressed up, went to that office. I looked that guy in the eye. He said, okay, you are the one that uh, the fire was, he released it immediately. Some of you don't know what you are missing when you don't spend time with God. Spend time with God. Don't wake up every morning rushing. You know, I, I don't understand how Christians behave. Do you know that a lot of Christians come late to church? Look at a conference like this. On Sunday was packed. They know there is a conference. Some people are at home. I don't understand Christians. And we're wondering why God is, is keeping us where we are. Because we're not ready. We're not ready. I mean, I flew all the way from Johannesburg. Do you think I came to play games? I've been praying. On, on, I was telling him on Sunday, Sunday early morning, Sunday, the whole night on Sunday, I didn't sleep. In prayer. Then I come here, somebody who I came for is sitting at home. How do you get blessed? Amen, somebody? Amen. 
So church, we need to learn time management. Somebody say amen. amen. Man, I need to, I need to, let me just see where I can get to. And, um, and then um, the next one, you have to look after what God gave you. Whatever God gave you, take care of it. Amen, somebody? Amen. Whatever God has given you, take care of it. Maintain records, proper order in your life. Maintain records and proper order in your life. Take care of what God has given to you. Amen, somebody? Maintain records and proper order. Have personal income and record. Record of what came in, record of what went out. That's how you'll be able to know where money is leaking from your life. Listen to me. Uh, maybe, let me just go to scripture. John chapter 6, give me verse 9 to 13. John chapter 6, verse 9 to 13, quickly. All right, it says, there's a young boy here who has five belly loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Okay, keep going. Tell everyone to sit, Jesus said. So they all sat down on a grassy slope. The men alone numbered 5,000. Keep going. And Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. And afterward, he did the same with the fish. And they all ate as much as they had. They wanted. Okay, keep going. And everyone was full. Jesus told the disciples, Now, gather the leftovers so that nothing is what? Nothing is what? Verse 13. So they picked up all the pieces and filled how many baskets? Twelve baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten the, from the five belly loaves. Jesus was not a waster. Africans are wasters. It's a, it's a pro Church, my country of birth, Nigeria. Do you know Nigeria, we have crude oil in Nigeria. Say amen. amen. Nigeria doesn't have any refinery right now. So we take crude oil, send it to Europe. They refine it and send all, we buy petrol from them. Don't you think that's madness? That's what many Africans are doing. Wasters. We just waste things. Church of God, God hates wastage. Let me tell you, wastage in any form. Don't waste. Don't buy things you don't need. Say amen. Don't buy things you don't need. Anything you are not using, give it away. Some of you now, you, you added weight in 2022. They were clothes you had last year that doesn't fit you. You say, I will wait until 40 days of fasting. Let me see if I can lose weight. The devil is a liar. Give that clothes away. Say amen, somebody. Don't be a waster. Don't be a waster. Wastage has made God leave many of us, especially even in our business, our homes. I mean, if you are not in a room, switch off the light. For goodness sake, in your house. I mean, you want to sleep, you leave the light on, the microwave light is on, the oven light is on. What is your problem? Who are you scared of? Amen, somebody? No. God hates wastage. If you, if you waste money, you will not prosper. And Africa today is one of the greatest problems of Africa. Wastage. We buy things we don't need because we want to keep up with the Joneses. 
Church of God, you are not supposed to keep up with anybody. Listen, your standard is Jesus. There is nobody I want to be like. I want, not, well, obviously, spiritually, I want to be like, I aspire to be like some people. But I mean, I don't want to get to the extent where I take on something I don't have power to, to do. Amen, somebody. Now I wake up one morning and say, uh, Apostle A bought private jet. Me also, I'm going to buy private jet. And I don't need it. I don't need it now. I will need it later. Someday I will need it. Where uh, South African Airways can keep up with my timetable. Uh, British Airways can keep up with my timetable. So I will need a private jet. And God will provide it. But I will not go and now force private jet on myself because I want to keep up with somebody. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because many of us, that's what we are doing. We buy clothes because we want to keep up with Sister B. We buy hair because we want to keep up with Sister A. Am I talking to somebody? You don't need all that. Jesus is your standard. Amen, somebody? You don't, don't put yourself under pressure. No. You want to chill with the big boys. You did the wrong kitty kitty. You did the wrong kata kata. You don't. No, 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 no. My friend. No, 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 no. Amen, somebody. <laughs> Don't put yourself under pressure. Big boys will be chilling with you in the name of Jesus. I said that from today, I declare big boys will be chilling with you. They will be running to you and running after you. In the name of Jesus. God is going to raise you. Don't worry. I came with an anointing. Listen to me, such as I have, give I unto you. In the name of Jesus, the God that has raised me will raise you up. I said the God that picked me from nothing and made me who I am today is raising you right now. I release that anointing on your life. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout an amen. Shout an amen. Glory to God. Church, God can raise you up. Don't put yourself under pressure. When your due season comes, can nobody stop you? I said, when your time comes, can nobody stop you? And I announce to you, your season has come. I say, your time has come. Your season of announcement has come. Your season of appearance has come. Receive it now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout the loudest amen you can. Praise God. So don't worry. Relax. Don't put yourself under pressure. That I want to be like, I want to be like this person, be like that person. No. Just relax. God is taking his time to process you. God is a God of process. Even though he's a God of speed. You all remember Joseph? Joseph ascended the throne in 24 hours. But prior to 24 hours, there was a 13 years process. Say amen. amen. 13 years process of going through Potiphar's house. Going to prison. And now to the palace. There was a process. When you are going through the process, don't think God has abandoned you. He's training you. Church, money is powerful. Yeah. Let me talk to you. Money is powerful. Yeah. Some of you now, we don't know you. Ooh, you see all these people in the choir? We don't know many of you. Oh, you can sing now like an angel. Let 10 million CDs enter your hand. Yeah. Ho, ho. You come to pastor and say, pastor, your, 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 your phonetics will change. Pastor, how are you? Uh, I can no longer sing in the choir because I'm, I'm kind of busy. You start speaking English where you, I don't know where you got from. Amen, somebody. Money is an amplifier. It amplifies where, whatever state money finds you, it amplifies it. 
That's why God has to take you through process. He will process you so that you are rich and you are still humble. You are reachable. People can talk to you because we have too many proud people in the church. Proud for nothing. Little change. They can't obey the man of God anymore. You talk to pastor anyhow. You have the right to go to your home and gossip your pastor. That's a, that, Satan is on you. I'm telling you. Anybody that comes to you and says, ah, you know, ah, did you see what Dr. Eric did today? Ah, Pastor Eric. No, 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 no. Don't get involved in that kind of conversation. No, it's not in your place. You can't talk about your man of God in that manner. No. And you can't see where they're talking bad of him and keep quiet. You're also a sinner. You, listen, if I hear you speak about my spiritual father, I will rebuke. I don't care if you are the president. I will rebuke you on the spot. Immediately. Because you have no right to do that. Amen, somebody? Amen. So church, I'm telling you, you don't, don't, just relax, calm down. God is doing something in your life. You can't attend conferences like this. Listen to me. There is something about a conference like this. The Bible says, uh, the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and I stood upon my feet. As I'm speaking, my spirit is released. One of the major graces God gave me is the grace for prosperity. He gave, that one, he gave it to me. I, I didn't beg for it. I didn't pray for it. He just gave it to me. I'm telling you, you can't be around me and not prosper. That means something is seriously wrong with your life. So when I come here and after I leave, your prosperity must begin immediately. Amen. It must begin. You can't, no, 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 no. You can't come under this. I know what God has given to me. I know. I'm not in doubt at all. I'm not. Not in doubt at all. I've seen it work in many people's lives. I went to a church to preach and I said, I'm releasing millionaires in today. So some people thought, okay, ah, he's just playing all these words that pastors use. One day I'm walking in a mall. A guy stopped me. He said, don't move. I said, why? He said, just, he said, don't move. Just stay here. I'm in the mall. How do I stay in one place? He said, please don't move. This guy went to the ATM, took out all his cards, drew money. When he came back, he had a bundle of money. He said, man of God, you came to our church about a month ago. And you said you were releasing millionaires. He said, immediately a door opened for me. And today I'm a millionaire. That's it. I church finished one day some time ago and I, I, I was driving my Bentley and I, I saw a guy standing who was going home. So he got into my, I said, come in, let me drop you at home. So I, I took him home. When he got home, I, I brought out 500 rents from my pocket and I gave it to him. I said, this is not money, this is a mantle. The guy thought, you are crazy. He just took the money. I said, this money will not finish. That's how I, I gave him the money, 500 rand. I said, it will not finish. The guy called me back. He said, I'm coming to visit you. When I come, your life will change. He said, I'm a millionaire. From the 500 Boy, church, that, the reason why church people don't prosper, because we don't value grace. Yes. Yeah. We don't value, you can be seeing me like this. I look ordinary. I ate pounded yam with you yesterday, but we are not the same. We can be age mate, but not grace mate. Am I communicating? We're not grace mate. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of power might be of God and not of man. God gives it as he wills. He says when Jesus ascended, he gave gifts unto men. To some, he gave apostles. We are gifts to you. 
God works through us. Amen, somebody. Look at somebody that had pain on their wrist. One simple prayer, pain is gone. And then I, I, I tell you, you are blessed. You, you stand there looking at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I'm blessed. What does that mean? My friend, when I say you are blessed, you better receive it. The same way that pain disappeared is the same way you collect the blessing. Am I communicating? Church, we are not here to play. I came here to raise you up. I came here by the Spirit of God. And as the Lord liveth, your shift has come. You are shifted to a new level. I shift your destiny now. I shift you to a new level. My God. Church, this is not time to play. We are, we, we are here to raise giants. This nation must, must shiver because of you. A time is coming when some of you in this place will be borrowing Ghana money. You'll be borrowing, you'll be lending money to Ghana. Am I communicating? You'll be giving, when they need money, they will call on you. Some of you here will own banks. I prophesy in the name of the Lord. Church of God, prophecy is not, you, you know, I like what you were saying. Some people will wait for uh, your ID number is this. Your, if you don't know your uh, phone number, you are an idiot. Go carry your SIM card and look at your phone number. Go deeper. Uh, you, I mean, you know religion is bad. Man of God, religion is, you know, we are not, there is a difference between religion and Christianity. Christianity is a relationship with Jesus. Religion is when a man is ignorant and think he's serving God. I mean, somebody calls you out and say your name is Aquaba. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and then you start, eh, eh, eh. you say you live in number so and so street. Don't you know that? <laughs> I mean, you know, this, your bank account is in, is in Zenith Bank. You know that. That's not prophecy. They're just giving you information. That how it will not change your life. You need somebody that will bring you thus saith the Lord. So that your life can change. I told you God said to me that out of this conference, he's raising great men and women. That's the word of the Lord for this conference. You are going to be great. I'm telling you, just watch. Watch what I'm saying. In a few months to come, you will see what I'm saying. You will see it with your eyes. Greatness is locating you today. In the name of Jesus. I'm telling you. Church, relax. Don't, don't let anybody make you fret. You are in your season of appearance. I say you are in your season of appearance. I just said you are in your season of appearance. Did somebody believe the word of the Lord? Please rejoice in the Lord. Somebody celebrate Jesus. Celebrate him tonight. Give him the praise and the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Father. We give you praise, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Just give God praise. Give him the praise. If you can, stand up, please. Give him glory. Give him honor. Give him praise. Adore him. Adore him. Thank him for the word you have received. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, begin to pray in the Spirit. Begin to pray in the Spirit and receive this word.